Hi there, and welcome back to the Brave Creative Podcast. We exist at the intersection between life and business, made for creative, messy, unapologetic women who can't narrow themselves down to fit a single definition. My name is Lizzie Benson, a brand designer, business owner, cat lover, sci-fi nerd, and your one-woman hype team. This show will be chock full of actionable advice on running a creative business, building a brand, and staying true to every aspect of yourself along the way. Welcome to my digital living room. Grab a comfy chair and some good coffee, and let's get started. Hey friends, it's Lizzie here. I just wanted to pop in here quickly and let you know about a really exciting new thing that I just launched. It's called the Brave Creative Membership, and it's a monthly membership that gets you a community of like-minded creative women, monthly trainings, and masterclasses centered around how to grow your creative business, a robust resource library, a feature in our member directory where you can share your skills and expertise, and tons more. It's kind of like part co-working space, part slumber party, part hype team plus tons of actionable content that will help you build, run, and grow a thriving, authentic, fearlessly creative business. We already have a great community, and there's still time to take advantage of the founding member pricing for only $25 a month. Head over to lizziejacklin.com membership to learn more and join us today, and the link will be in the description as well. I hope to see you in there. Hello, and welcome back to the Brave Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benson, and today I am super excited to share more about the creative brand archetypes that I created a while back. So, I don't know about you, but I'm, like, basically obsessed with anything relating to, like, personality types, Zodiac, Enneagram, uh, Myers-Briggs, anything that I feel like explains, like, who I am and why, I'm there. Um, And the use of archetypes in branding is really nothing new. So archetypes, if you don't know, are basically just personas that play off of the kind of recognizable tropes that have been present in storytelling since basically the dawn of time. So in a typical group of archetypes, you have things like the hero, the outlaw, the explorer, the lover, and those are great. And, you know, they've had a place in advertising and marketing and branding for many, many, many years. But, you know, as I was sort of looking into this and reading more into it, um, I realized there was sort of a lack of specificity, I guess. Um, You know, there's always one that's like the creator, okay? But that's, you know, super broad and doesn't really help me much. Like, obviously, if you have a creative business, you know you're a creator. That's sort of a no-brainer. But that's why I decided to kind of create my own group of archetypes that are specifically geared towards female-owned creative businesses. Now, you know... (laughs) I'm not saying that these are like groundbreaking or innovative necessarily, but they're fun and they might help you put some things into perspective. And I had a lot of fun making them. So (laughs) the five creative brand archetypes that I came up with are the dreamer, the doer, the planner, the rebel, and the queen bee. So I'm going to explain a little bit more about those in depth and then talk about kind of why it matters and how you can use these to further your brand and business. Um, Before I dive too far in, I wanted to mention that I created a super fun quiz to figure out which archetype fits you and your business because of course I did. (laughs) Obviously, I love BuzzFeed quizzes. It was a lot of fun. It has a lot of Gilmore Girls references, but you can still take it if you don't watch Gilmore Girls, don't worry. (laughs) 
So you can take that at lizziejacklin.com slash quiz, and I'll pop the link into the show notes and description as well. Um, and it's a lot of fun, and definitely, like, if you take it, share your results on Instagram or tag me, because I like to see what everybody gets. So, on to the archetypes. I'm going to start with a dreamer, because that's what I am. <laughs> so I might be biased, but I personally think that dreamers make some of the strongest creative entrepreneurs. Um, Dreamers are really uniquely able to come up with tons of ideas, think super creatively about everything, and they don't tend to get too boxed into one specific aesthetic or idea or concept. This can be both a good thing and a bad thing when you're a creative entrepreneur. You know, it's important to make sure you either have the bandwidth to worry about the less creative tasks like bookkeeping and client communications and project management, or you have the ability to hire out those duties. So dreamers are excellent at thinking outside the box, and they have no shortage of new ideas. Like, if you ever need help with creative problem solving, ask a dreamer. However, dreamers can often be overwhelmed with all of their new ideas constantly floating around and may sometimes lack the follow-through to see them become more than just ideas. Like, I know, for example, I have pages and pages of notes with all sorts of different content ideas and, you know, product ideas brand ideas everything just jotted down and 90% of them never see the light of day because I write them down and forget about them or because they just aren't like a valid viable idea but I have no shortage of ideas I do have shortage of hours in the day to make them reality (laughs) so next up we have the planner So as a planner, you've probably calculated every risk and you're no stranger to pro-con lists. Planners are uniquely prepared for every scenario and probably have contingency plans to back them up. This can serve you well in the often unpredictable world of creative business when you have tons of decisions to make and countless possible outcomes, but it's important to not get too caught up in the what-ifs. So planners can sometimes get so focused on trying to weigh every cost and benefit and predict every outcome that they forget to move into the actual action stage or else are paralyzed with indecision. So in these times, it helps to run your ideas past a friend or mentor or business partner who can really help you shift it into high gear. Planners are very rarely caught off guard. They know the ins and outs of their business and have you know proven processes to back it up. And that makes them a dream to work with from the client perspective. Um, You know, planners are natural-born project managers and excel at handling client relationships and timelines. But on the flip side, planners can often get so caught up in trying to plan for every eventuality that they never get around to actually doing things. It's important to try to let go of the idea of perfection as a planner. It's better to just get started. That's something that I have a lot of people asking me, like, you know, how, how do I know what to do? How do I know where to start? I feel like I'm never going to be ready. And my advice is always the same. At a certain point, you just have to do it. You just have to take the leap and start because you're never going to feel like you're ready. You know, you're trying to plan for every single possible eventuality and it's just not going to happen. If you do that, you're just going to be stuck planning for the rest of your life and you're never going to start. So at a certain point, you just got to go for it. So speaking of going for it, The next archetype is the doer. So if you're a doer, you are a get stuff done kind of gal. (laughs) When you have an idea, you spring into action and you make things happen. This is a great quality for a creative entrepreneur to have. You know, you're a big proponent of the done is better than perfect philosophy. Sometimes you just have to take the leap and get started, like I said. 
As a doer, you probably rarely have trouble making decisions and you're always ready to jump in and get your feet wet. And this isn't to say that you always take blind leaps, you know, you aren't totally impulsive, but it's been known to happen. Doers are efficient, self-confident, and assertive. They have the know-how and the follow-through to see things done and done correctly, which serve them really, really well as a creative business owner. So doers are excellent decision makers and they rarely hesitate or equivocate for too long. They're steadfast and they enjoy taking an idea into fruition. Simply put, doers get shit done. On the flip side, however, doers can sometimes run into trouble if they rush into decisions or actions without thinking through all of the consequences. Doers can be impulsive and reckless at times, and this can pose a challenge as a business owner, so be sure to back up your decisions with facts as often as possible if you're a doer. Because it's kind of the flip side of the, you know, if you wait and try to plan for everything, you'll never get started. On the other hand, if you rush into everything without ever thinking of a plan, you're going to get you know, you're going to run into issues, you're going to hit a brick wall, you're going to, you know, start working on an idea that maybe isn't going to be profitable or, you know, isn't going to help move your business forward in any way. And that's never a good thing either. So you kind of want to try to be somewhere in the middle. (laughs) So our next archetype is the rebel. As a rebel, you don't play by anyone's rules but your own. You march to the beat of your own drum and you have a steadfast set of internal rules and principles, even if you don't share them with the outside world. You are great at thinking of innovative, out-of-the-box ideas, and if you're really passionate about something, you have the follow-through to make it happen no matter what. I would just caution to take care not to alienate everyone as you're flying solo. Rebels have a strong inner compass, and they often don't feel the need to double-check their ideas or decisions with anyone else. But you have to admit that sometimes it's nice to get an outside opinion, right? Rebels are creative mavericks, able to come up with innovative ideas. They're guided by their strong inner beliefs and principles, and they can't be swayed by popular opinion. They're confident in themselves and their abilities, and they don't often get caught up with imposter syndrome or comparison games, which is great. On the flip side... Rebels can sometimes be a little too independent, refusing to ask others' opinions or take outside advice. Rebels tend to believe that they always know what's best for themselves and their business, and they usually do, but they should try to take other people's qualified perspectives into things every once in a while. And last but certainly not least, we have the queen bee archetype. So if you're a queen bee, you are a natural born leader and you probably love being around people. Collaborating with others and lifting up your team keeps you feeling creatively fulfilled. You're most likely extroverted and you will probably branch out into podcasting, public speaking, coaching, or education at some point in your creative career. Or at least you might want to consider doing so. Um, Just take care to not get too commandeering. You're kind of like the definition of a boss bitch, but that approach isn't always appreciated in creative circles. You're almost certain to clash with rebels and some dreamers as well if they don't really like your approach. So make sure to take care to lead with dignity and grace and you'll be all set. So queen bees generally are friendly, open, confident, and they draw people to them. They enjoy being the leader of a team and collaborating with others really fuels them creatively. They're just really like charismatic and they have that certain like something that makes you want to know them. Queen bees make really great creative directors or project leaders and managers thanks to their interpersonal and leadership skills. 
Um, but on the flip side, sometimes queen bees can get a bit too domineering and can clash with other strong personalities. So, you know, it's important to be a strong leader, but be sure that your approach is a good fit for the team that you're leading and adjust if necessary. So those are the five creative brand archetypes that I've come up with. Probably you kind of saw yourself in one or two of those. Um, definitely take the quiz if you haven't yet. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about why this all matters and how you can use these archetypes in your business. Because yes, they're very fun, if I do say so myself, but that's not the entire point. So, you know, knowing your creative archetype can help you understand your own strengths and weaknesses as a creative business owner. It can inform your, you know, brand tone and voice. So everything from, you know, what you write on your website pages to what you post on Instagram and how you connect and communicate with your audience and your people that can be strongly influenced by you know what archetype you are so it's important to kind of hone into that and be cognizant of it it can also help you understand you know more about how you can work more effectively how you interact with potential like team members or collaborators or partners and you know what tasks or projects maybe you can nurture and you know what to give up on or maybe like put to the back burner in your business so like for instance, if you're a dreamer and you know that implementation isn't your strong point, maybe you can hire a virtual assistant or a social media manager to help you turn your big picture ideas into content and strategy that will actually like move your business forward. Because all of those lofty big picture ideas are great, but they're not doing you or your business any good sitting in your notes app. <laughs> so eventually you need to make stuff happen. And if you know that you're not great at that, Having somebody else that can help you kind of shape that or can help you get started down that path can be great. Or, you know, if you're a planner who has a hard time like letting go of control and structure, you can practice kind of scheduling in maybe some unstructured creative time to your work week to just like nurture and hone those skills and like just be, just chill. I'm a dreamer, but I'm definitely like a planner rising, <laughs> I guess, to use the like zodiac uh, terminology. So, you know, it's an interesting combination, but I definitely go in like, I definitely have times where I can't like, can't relinquish control, like have to have everything perfectly like planned out and scheduled out. And sometimes I just need to like sit in a quiet room with no distractions and just like think, <laughs> think about things or like come up with ideas. And sometimes, you know, just removing all those like external like stimuli, like setting my phone down, closing my laptop, and just kind of having unstructured time to do that can really help get those like creative juices flowing again. So, you know, these are all things to just be cognizant of, take that into consideration. Um, you know, knowing these things at the end of the day can help you run your creative business more effectively and make more time for the things that you excel at while kind of knowing like what you're not great at or what you don't like doing and you can either you know make it as fun or as doable as possible for yourself or if you have the means you can outsource it like I am not good with numbers I'm not I don't enjoy them um so one of the first things I did when I you know started making enough money was hire um somebody to take care of my bookkeeping and my taxes and stuff so I didn't have to worry about it and it's been one of the best investments in my business because it is not something I want to have to worry about <laughs> That can really, really help you like know what what you can handle and what you maybe don't want to handle. 
So like I said, you know, more than likely you probably recognize yourself in one or two of these archetype descriptions, but I would definitely encourage you to go check out the quiz if you haven't. There's also a lot of extra fun goodies that we didn't cover in this episode included on the results pages, and there's some so super fun like social media sharing graphics that I created for you. So head to lizziejacklin.com slash quiz to check that out. And I will chat with you next week. Be sure to share your results on social because I love to see them. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Creative Podcast. Be sure to find us on Instagram at Lizzie Jacqueline. That's L-I-Z-Z-I-E-J-A-C-K-L-Y-N. And you can find the show notes for this episode and all the others at lizziejacklin.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any new episodes. You can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or just shared the show with someone that you think might benefit from tuning in. See you next week.